Now, I know in my last episode I said that I was going to take a little bit of a hiatus and a break and maybe take three to four weeks off, come back to you in September when I sort of revived myself and then rejuiced up and rejuvenated and got some little spritz and sun, as they say. But you know what? As it is the first day of me being a 30-year-old man, <laughs> I'm an old man, um, you know what I thought? I'm just going to come back now. And, you know, I did 55 episodes in my first, I'm going to call it, season of The Mistress of Pop. But you know what? Season two is going to start today because I really do love doing this. I love talking to you guys. I love going out going out and going over the news stories with everyone. I love hearing your feedback and I love hearing my feedback. And quite honestly, I love hearing myself chit-chat because you know what? I'm very restless. I'm on vacation right now with my family um, on the East Coast and uh, Summer Beach Home, which I usually come to every single summer uh, with my cousins, which is great. I love spending time with everyone. And... Um, I have a moment now to just go over everything that was going on. I was looking at my phone. I was reading the news stories because yesterday was my 30th birthday, which I'm going to recap too. And I just saw a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I'm just so happy to be back. Literally, I'm sitting in my, my, my rental car right now um, because I rented a car when I flew in from, from LA to Philadelphia to drive to the shore, which is about where I am is about an hour and a half from Philly. Um, so I rented a car and that's where I'm sitting right now because you know what? The, the acoustics are very good inside this little sound proof space and my house is full of my cousins and fun and food and music and chatter and games and my little young niece and nephew who are just a bundle of joy to be around and um yeah so anyways last night i was going through my amazing um messages from my friends who thank you to all of them for sending me so much love on my birthday my 30th birthday which was a blast i got to spend the day at the beach with my mom my sister my niece and nephew my um godmother babette my cousins and my dad is still in boston doing some stuff taking care of some stuff so he wasn't here but you know what it's okay and i received so much love from all my friends and it made me feel really, really great because i was really scared as i mentioned to you going into my 30s is a big thing it was a big life hurdle um, and I had no sort of expectation for what it was going to be, but you know what? I woke up feeling almost like a new, a uh, bit more mature perspective of life. And I just don't want to, I have my goals for every single year for, you know, 28, 29, 30, well, 28, 27, 28, 29. I had certain goals I wanted to meet personal goals, uh, of, of different sort of mindsets I wanted to have during those years. And every year I, you know, of course it's hard to keep your goals. It's like New Year's resolutions. I just don't make any resolutions because I just like the New Year and I just don't want to resolute. Um, but anyways, it was a wonderful birthday. It was it was spent with the people I love and spent at the place that I spend every single birthday at. So that just made me feel really great and full of love and loved and appreciated. And um, there's nothing more special than, um, you know, your birthday. Being acknowledged by friends and just sharing some laughs and some cocktails. And last night when we got back, because I um, had the actual birthday dinner at my uncle's house, who lives about 20 minutes on the other side of the island where I am, I watched this movie called Rosemary's Baby with my cousin Eric, who is a filmmaker. And let me just tell you, it's one of the best movies, greatest movies I've ever seen with Mia Farrow. Um, so bravo, bravo. It's like, a, it was a horror movie back in the day, and I'm sure many of you film aficionados have seen it, but I loved it because I love horror movies. Like, I'm very excited to see it too. So if there are any it fans out there, hey girl, hey, it's Andrew. Um, uh, reach, out, reach out to me on Instagram at Andrew Dvitri and D-R-E-W period D-E-V-I-T-R-E I love horror movies so if you love horror movies and I love horror movies let's love horror together and also my other favorite movie is The Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson I think that is prime content of horror it is just so great and um yeah I love it it's one of my favorite movies so anyways I just wanted to recap my birthday a little bit it was a really special day and um you know what I, I couldn't take that much time off because I love to chat, and there's um, some very juicy, juicy news stories today. So the first one, I'm going to talk about my favorite 
supermodel ever. Well, to be honest, TBH, my favorite supermodel ever is Tyra Banks because I loved America's Next Top Model and I love Life Size. He's great no matter where she goes. Um, but I'm going to talk about my second favorite new supermodel. Well, she's pretty new still. She's still very young. And that is Gigi Hadid. And Tyler Cameron's romance heats up with yet another date night. Now, Tyler Cameron is from The Bachelor and Gigi Hadid is Yolanda Hadid's daughter from uh, R.H. OBH, Real Housewives of Real Houses Beverly Hills, and also she's sister of Bella Hadid, who has the most stunning eyes ever. The Hadids are like the Hiltons, the new, the new millennial Hiltons. I love the Hiltons. Paris and Nikki are the OGs, and now you know the Bella and the, I was gonna say Bella and Zendaya because I love shaking up. Speaking of which, I don't know if you guys caught the Euphoria finale. Zendaya is just, I am just so happy for her. She is so great. She's so talented. I've seen her in a lot of interviews. She's super hum- humble. I was going to say hundy. She's super humble. She's beautiful. She's very real. She's very low-key, and I like that. I like that in the starlets that I follow because, um, you know, it's you. they always say, I haven't met her, but, like, they always say when you meet your heroes, it's disappointing. I feel like meeting Zendaya would not be disappointing because I feel like she'd be a genuinely real human being, and that's always great when there's a super, super mega star who just has their head on their shoulder, so good for you, girl. And shout out to Bella, Bella Thorne, because I love Bella Thorne. Anyways, okay. So the first article, the first little tidbit of news comes from E! News! My favorite resource of all. Hey, E! Hey! Gigi Hadid and Tyler Cameron's romance heats up with another date night. This was written yesterday, Monday, the 5th of August, my birthday. But like I said on my birthday, I was not looking at the news. I was literally living in the moment and being present. And that's one of my goals of this year is being present! Okay, here we go. Gigi Hadid and Tam- Tyler Cameron are on a roll. Literally. An eyewitness tells E! News that the models... And their friends spent Monday night bowling their hearts out at Frames Bowling Lounge in New York City. This outing comes on the heels of their first day on Sunday evening when Tyler and Gigi socialized at Brooklyn's Dumbo House before heading to Gigi's apartment for a nightcap, according to a source. Quote, Gigi is definitely interested in Tyler. They met for drinks last night at Soho. In Soho, I guess. At Soho, and they got along really well. It was very casual, but they were laughing and had a very engaged conversation, the source adds. They are both taking things slow, but they've made it clear that they're interested in each other. Like most modern love stories, Tyler and Gigi first connected via Instagram, the source shared. Plus, their careers in the modeling industry means they have a, quote, few mutual friends, which always comes in handy for breaking the ice. I'm sorry, I made a little mistake there. I thought that he was from The Bachelor, but I guess he's not. Wait a second. Let me keep going, because I think he is. But what does this mean for, um... Oh, he is from The Bachelor. I'm sorry. So what does this mean for him and Hannah Brown? Well, following their sleepover last week, a source told E! News, Tyler saw Hannah in LA, and they had a good night and a good talk. But it's probably not going to amount to much right now. Moreover, they have both explicitly said that they are, quote, single. When Chris Harrison joined E! on Monday's episode of Daily Pop, I love Daily Pop! It makes me very happy, and it's very entertaining. Since, you know, the late, great Joan, um... I was going to say Joan Crawford, because I watched Mommy Dearest the other day, which, by the way, is a fan favorite of mine. Um, when Joan Rivers is no longer at E! and she was the queen of E! She was so funny. Fashion place, are you kidding me? Um, okay, so when Chris Harrison joined E! on... When Chris... Okay. Whew. Oh my gosh, three days off and I don't even want to talk. When Chris Harrison joined E! on Monday's episode of Daily Pop, he put it the best way possible. Good on him. He's not committed anywhere, so that's great. Have all the playdates you want. In fact, The Bachelor host said that Tyler's string of dates is not shocking. But do these recent events eliminate Tyler C. from the list of Bachelor contenders? Well, only time will tell. Reporting by Beth School. Don't miss E! News. Um, I like that. I like Gigi Hadid. I think she's very cool. I know she was with Zay Malik, who is probably the most beautiful man ever. And he is uh, he's a Middle Eastern guy. And I love my Middle Eastern guys because I'm not a little Middle Eastern. He's very handsome. But you know what? Girl's gotta live. And she's like... You know what I really like? That she's really good friends with Blake Lively. And I always also said this to my friends. That she is like the real life Serena Vanderwoodson. You know what? I compared her and Bella to the Hiltons. And they're like the Hiltons. But the Hiltons are... You know what? The Hiltons are their own untouchable sort of force of greatness. 
Um, but she's like the real life Serena Vanderwoods, and she comes from a you know a well off affluent social family. Although she doesn't have as many scandals as Serena had in Gossip Girl, but that's okay because Gigi, you're gorgeous, girl. So you know what? That's all eyes on them, and I love it. And a lot of outlets have been reporting about them, so it's very great. Okay, so. The next story I'm going to share, because there was some good stuff, is about Friends. And I know I did a Friends episode last week, and I loved it, and I got some great feedback, and Friends is one of my favorite shows. So this article is also from E! News, and it's about our girl, Rachel Green. You're not alone. Jennifer Aniston is also nostalgic for Friends. This is written today, the 6th of August. You're not the only one who misses Friends. Jennifer Aniston opens up about her nostalgia for the show in the new anniversary issue of InStyle. Quote, I started to find my confidence when I was on Friends, for sure, she tells the publication. Quote, Quote continued. In a way, being on the show was the ultimate trust exercise. There was comfort in numbers there, so we all held each other up. I miss a lot about that time. Having a job that was absolute pure joy. I miss getting to be with the people I love massively and respect me on words. So yes, these days I'm super nostalgic. And anything can make me go, aw, even retailer Fred Seagulls. I guess I don't know why that one got me. In fact, there are a lot of things that Rachel Green's the great Rachel Green star misses about the decade in general. Quote, when I think about Back when I think back on the '90s, it makes me nostalgic. Period. She explains there were a lot. There were a lot. They were a lot simpler times. There is. This is going to sound odd, but there was a sense of safety in the world. We weren't exposed to as much as we are now, and even if there was just as much, it's bullied, it leaped out, but shit going on. We didn't necessarily have it on our faces twenty four seven. It was lighter. There was a lot more human connection. I agree, Jen Aniston. It was. It was a, it was they're tough times now. As fans will recall, the first episode of Friends aired in 1994. While Aniston says the cast was wide-eyed and bushy, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, she also knows they had no idea what was coming. I just remember not understanding that this is my life. She recalls the level of gratitude. My God, I like that about all of them, both Lisa Kudrow and um, Courtney Cox, because we don't really hear so much from the guys. You, they really like genuinely express gratitude, and that's very important. Fast forward 15 years and 62 Emmy nominations later, and the show is still one of fan one that fans cherish. While viewers are constantly crossing their fingers for a reunion, Aniston has fallen in love with new projects, including The Morning Show. Even though the 50-year-old actress describes her role as the hardest job she's had so far, she says it's served as a really great reminder about why she's in the business. I'm at a place now where I actually feel like I've grown up and entered into who I am creatively, she says. It's taken me this long to know what I'm capable of. I didn't always know. I think I used to put a lot of that in the hands of other people. Now I'm taking ownership of it. And you know what? It feels really good. To read Aniston's full piece, check out the new anniversary issue of In Style. I love Jen Aniston, and I love that she's very self-aware, and I love that regardless of how much she's amassed, both wealth and career-wise, she's still, uh, she's still grateful for what she, um, what she had, which is so important. Jen Aniston! I love Lisa Kudrow, too. I would love for her to do an interview, because I want to hear all about the inception of The Comeback, which is my favorite show ever, and I was talking about that with my cousin Eric. If you guys haven't watched The Comeback... It's just, it's, 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 it's dark, very uncomfortable comedy, but it's pure... Genius. It's watching a masterclass in comedy from Lisa Kudrow. And she's so... And one of the things that's so amazing about her talent is that you can tell she really listens. And that, as an actor, it's the most important thing is listening. But watching it from an audience member, it's just... It's the best. It's the best. Okay, now our third story of the day is going to be from someone who we haven't heard a lot about very recently, but I love her because I love Charlie's Angels and I love There's Something About Mary and I love The Mask and everything she's done. And that is our... Miss Cameron Diaz. Also, the last movie I think she was actually in was Annie 2014 with Kevin Wallace and um, Jamie Foxx and Rose Byrne. Bobby Cannavale. One of my favorite movies ever. I watched that. I remember watching Annie 2014 when I was on the plane going to the Cannes Film Festival with my cousin, Eric, and Liana, and my friend Mayank. And I was like telling everyone how great the movie was, but nobody wanted to watch it because they're not musical like 
crazy people like I am. But anyways, one of my favorites, by the way, is getting really hot in this car right now because I don't have the AC on and I'm recording this episode. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bump it up with this. But here we go. Cameron Diaz reflects on marrying Benji Madden in rare interview. This is written today, Tuesday, the August, the 6th of August by Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Samantha. After more than four years of marriage, Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden's romance remains mostly a mystery. It was January 2015 when the world unexpectedly learned of their I do's, very shortly after the actress raised suspicions of an engagement with the ring on that finger. Around that time, the actress had starred in her last role today in Annie. I told you guys I knew a fan. I love Cameron. I know her career so well. But my favorite was Charlie's Angels, of course. One or two. Full throttle. Um, leaving fans to rely on sporadic sightings of the star and a little less to figure out what exactly she's up to nowadays. Now, in a newly published piece from Diaz for In Style's 25th anniversary, September 2019 issue, she pulled back the curtain ever so slightly on her life today, including as half a married couple. Quote, getting married to him was the best thing that ever happened to me, she said of her musical spouse. My husband's the best. He's the greatest human being. He's my great partner. Oh, marriage is certainly hard, and it's, not, and it's a lot of work. You need somebody who's willing to do the work with you because there's no 60-40 in marriage. It's 50-50 period all the time. I agree. I'm not married. I'm a single I'm a single woman out here in the world trying to find a spouse. But you know what? If, if, if she says it, I believe it because I like Amadeus. As for time to not, um, those almost five years ago, quote, I don't know if I was ready when I got married, but I knew Benji was special. The actress candidly shared. He's just a good man. There's no bullshit. He's it's really refreshing. I'm really, really grateful for him. The star is also grateful for the life she's lived thus far and when she found success. At this point, I've done so much. I feel fulfilled with the adventures I've sought out in my life. I'm in a great place, and the world is so different now. The mid-1990s are an era that will never exist again. I'm just so grateful that I got to witness and partake in it, she explained. The actress further elaborated on how technology has changed the way we live today versus when she was coming up in Hollywood. Sure, you can post anything at any time on Instagram, and you are able to control your own narrative, and that's incredible. Pause! That's very true, and that's genius, and that's why being an independent person these days is great, because you literally can control your own narrative. You can... You can... The paparazzi's almost becoming irrelevant! Although, if the paparazzi wants to find me, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. At all times. Anyways, to continue... I always wonder what it's like to get flashed. Um, but you're tied to your phone, and you're so dependent on it, she pointed out. We exported our entire brain capacity into this little thing we carry around in our hand. We've lost touch with our humanity and our humanness. And I think it's really not... And, it, and I think it's really healthy to not have to be accountable for every minute of our day. What? And I think it's really healthy to not have to be accountable for every minute of our day. Oh, yeah, okay. Needless to say, it doesn't sound like she'll be signing up for an Instagram account anytime soon. Instead, she has an Instagram, though. Okay, that's weird. Um, instead, Diaz is reveling in all the time she has had to herself after years of devoting it elsewhere. While Diaz did note she's looking for a new project and she has something's brewing, that's the most she'll say about it. The way I look at it is that I've given more time, I've given more than half of my life to the public. I feel it's okay for me to take time for myself and now to recognize, to reorganize and choose how I want to come back into the world if I decide to, the four-time Golden Globe nominee said in the style. I don't miss performing. Right now, I'm looking at the landscape of wellness and all that. But whatever I do, it has to be something I'm passionate about, something that just feels effortless. You know what? I think the world is ready for a Cameron Diaz comeback. I think the world is ready for a Charlie's Angels Reboot, even though we're getting it for Elizabeth Banks directing with um, Naomi Scott, Kristen Stewart, and the new girl who looks fabulous. You know what? Everybody loves the classic. Everybody loves the OGs, and they're the OGs. And um, I think Cameron Diaz is one of the greats. She's, it's, like, it's like Drew Barrymore. They're just one of the greats. Um, they're also talented, so smart. And um, Cameron D and Destiny. Do you guys remember that song from um, that Destiny's Child recorded for the Charlie's Angels um, 
franchise. I would love if in the new reboot of Charlie's Angels, Destiny's Child did something for them. Even though I know that Beyonce's the queen of the world doing her own thing, and Michelle is doing her own thing, and the other one is doing their own thing. Michelle, can you handle this? Beyonce, can you handle this? Wait, Beyonce, Michelle, and... Oh my gosh! Who's the third one? Mm-mm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Destiny's Child. Beyonce Williams. What am I saying? Beyonce knows. Oh, Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams. I love Kelly Rowland. She has that song with um David Guetta. When love takes over. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, you know what? That's really great. I love everything that's going on, and it's just so exciting. So, anyways, you guys, I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I just really wanted to um I just wanted to say hi and thank you, and I'm so excited to come back at you with new content. Um I'm going to cut this up a little short because it's a little really, really hot in the car where I'm recording right now. Um, and I want to go to the beach and be with my cousins and spend time. And I wanted to say hello and dip it in. Dip it and do it, as they say. Also, there's a bunch of stuff about Wendy Williams. I want to talk about how she's literally living her best life in the world. Um, there's other stuff on E! News, too. Oh, my gosh. Tom Brady and Giselle are listing their gorgeous house in Boston, where uh, my family's from. And they're moving. to gonna, well, They want to spend part-time in Connecticut and in um, L.A. for his career and her career. Um, and, oh, my gosh. Pink... Pink's tour crew survives after plane crash, bursts into flames. After plane bursts into flames. That's horrible. I hope Pink is okay. By the way, I don't know if you guys watch Watch Poppins Live, but I think Jenny Garth was on with Tori Spelling, and they're talking about Jenny's feud with the late, great, not the late, great, with the great, um, Shannon Doherty, who is, my favorite role of hers ever was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun as little sister of the guy that, um, SJP was dating. That's literally the most classic, one of the best stories ever. Um, but anyways, you guys, thank you so much for the birthday wishes. Thank you for supporting this podcast. I'm so grateful. I love doing it. I love doing it. Anything you want to know, just reach out to me on Instagram at Andrew DeVitri, A-N-D-R-E-W period, D-E-V-I-T-R-E. I'm public. Shoot me a DM and I would love to hear anything you guys want me to talk about. And, um, there's some beauty bloggers I want to talk about too, because I love my beauty bloggers. I love my James Charles. I love my Tati Westbrook. I love my, um, Patrick Starr, uh, my Jeffree Star. All the stars. They're all stars. Room for everyone. All right, everybody. Have a great Tuesday. I'll be back at you either tomorrow, Wednesday the 6th, uh, the 7th, or Thursday the 8th with um, a new episode. And I will chat with you all later. All right, kisses and hugs and much gratitude. Ta-ta! Ta-ta! Bye-bye.